I just want to put a disclaimer before you listen to this recording. It does talk about sensitive topics such as eating disorder and body dysmorphia. I'm putting this out there just to help people know they're not alone, which I we know we're not alone, but we forget that sometimes. And I think sometimes it's just good to hear someone, someone who's sharing painful experiences and just to talk about it to make it more open. And I'm putting this disclaimer out there because if someone has a choice and they don't want to hear it, personally for me, it's really hearing, hearing. It's very healing to listen to other people's experiences. I know for some people, though, it does the opposite and it makes it worse. So if anyone has had that in the past and they don't want to hear it, I want to give them that option. But I really hate it when people are like, get mad when someone posts something about an ED and they're like, oh my God, you didn't put a disclaimer. Oh my God. Let me just tell you, the people who it's going to trigger the most, they don't give a fuck. They're probably searching that stuff up. They don't care. And I hate to say this, but at some point it becomes the responsibility of the person with the ED. Like they feed into it, they choose it, and you can't force someone to unchoose it. It's just how it is. That's actually a really big problem in our society today. We've become a big pile of soft, whiny ninnies who just bicker on the internet all day. It's pathetic. It's sad. You don't want to feel that way. You don't want to feel those low vibrational, depressing feelings that are triggering you. Here's a brilliant idea. Don't go on the fucking internet, you dumbass. You're a dumbass and you're just asking for it. And you're trying to avoid your problems by making yourself more depressed by being on social media. It's sad. It's very sad. Don't get me wrong. There are positives of technology. There are positives of social media. I would not be who I am without social media. It has taught me so much important stuff. But you have to be so insanely mindful and diligent when you are on the internet. And so many people lack to do that. And we should not be giving children these addictive, harmful chemicals that are rewiring their brains. But that's just an opinion. Bethany's opinion. If you get that reference, I love you. If they don't want to change, they're not going to change. And there is nothing you can do or say to help them. They will starve themselves alive. It's so sad to watch, but it's the truth. So there's no point in wasting your time blaming people on the internet. Without further ado, let's get into the recording, and if you like this, please like this, because it means a lot to me, so much more than you realize, so like it. Absolutely no one, actually that's a lie, probably a lot of people, a lot of people have shared this complaint, but here I am because I'm experiencing it now, and it's very frustrating for me, and I want to complain, so please let me get out my rant. No one tells you how frustrating it is when you start to grow up. And you look at your body, and you're having more of a woman's body. And it's not the body that you had when you were 16 and extraordinarily malnourished. And you're wondering, well, why don't I look like that? I look at pictures, and I'm like, oh, she was so pretty. (laughs) She was so pretty. She was so skinny. Ah! And listen, I know I preach a lot about your looks really don't matter. And they don't. They genuinely don't. You deserve love no matter what you look like. 
People are way too harsh on people with eating disorders, though. I've seen so many comments where they're like, you're doing this for attention. Oh my God, why can't you stop? And you know what? Maybe they are doing it for attention. Maybe they are. But there is this deep, 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 deep void inside of them. Me personally, I preach so much that looks don't matter because I was raised to believe in how much they do matter. That you are not loved unless you are the perfect little woman. You're submissive. You're kind. You're a lady. But you're also a freak in the sheets. You have curves in all the right places, but your, your waist has to be perfect little nugget. Your hair has to be on point 24-7. You have to smell good, look good. You cannot let them see you crumble. Or else he will go after someone younger and prettier. Go fuck yourself, woman. Actually, please fuck me. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? So there was this huge amount of pressure and I didn't fit in. I was the black sheep of the family. I was the black sheep at school. I've just been an odd goofball that I feel has been deeply, deeply, deeply misunderstood. So you know what? I didn't have much going for me, but my looks. That also being said, from a young age, I learned that the superficial things do matter because they open up doors for other opportunities that you wouldn't have gotten if you didn't bring something to the table. That is superficial because in reality, the superficial things may not matter, but there are so many superficial people out there who will only give a crap about you if you at first dangle a little golden little chocolate at their face. So then I went through a whole phase where I just got deeply disturbed and I didn't want to take care of myself at all because I was so uncomfortable in my own skin. This is getting really off topic, but I felt the need to say this. But now I've gotten, I'm getting to a healing point where I want to feel beautiful because I want to feel beautiful and I want to take care of my looks for no one else but me. And I've gotten a lot stronger. But dude, going throughout life, being a beautiful, young, I'd even go as far as saying white. Anyone who's ever worked in any type of sex industry or whatever knows that if you are a young white girl who's magnetic and actually knows what the fuck they're doing, people look out for you more and more doors are naturally opened for you than if you are black. It's it's just a fact. I'm not trying to provoke a whole race thing. It's a fact. That being said, I've, ma- I've seen black girls who are intelligent and beautiful and know what they're doing make a shit ton of more money than a dumb ass young white girl. I was like a mix of both. I knew what I was doing, but I just can't. (laughs) Uh, God damn, dude. The world is such a piece of shit. (laughs) It's so beautiful and it's so miraculous and magical, but as above, so below. And the shit is just shit. The color of your skin does not matter. But it's more of the way people, other people treat you and the perception that people have and the experience you are going through. And it's a very weird spot to be someone who just turned 18 as a girl. The, the, I cannot describe my name is my credit card. 
Um, but it's very lonely. So many people just naturally get triggered when you're bi for no reason. Listen, I'm not complaining about white privilege. I understand. I get it. I see it. I'm not ignorant to it, okay? That being said, it can be kind of lonely because you don't really feel like you fit in with any other culture because in my experience, I've had very welcoming ones, but from where I was at, I had a lot of people just kind of look at me and they're like, they they have this, there's such a bad perception of white people. And people naturally will assume, because of my personality, I've had it a lot easier than I've had it. And it's it's sad. <laughs> but then I also don't fit in with a lot of white people, so <laughs> there's that. But when you're pretty young and white, with a smiling personality... People immediately have all these negative perceptions of you. Just, it's it's so sad. It's so sad. And I'm not trying to complain. I'm not trying to, but it's it's so much pressure and I'm letting it go. I'm letting that go. So I wish I knew all that. But when I was younger, I was thinking... Sure, you may never be happy, you may never experience love, and you may feel like a commodity that's just used for their body, but you know what you will have? Opportunity, more opportunities, more attention, more security. Pretty people don't have to do too much, and people are just dying to help them. I mean, sure, could they also actually murder you? Yeah! Yeah, but you get a lot of things handed to you for free, too. It's, it's not just about the pretty. You, it's a whole skill set that you learn to maneuver. It's sad. It's such a sad life. It's so sad. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not the type of person who can sit down and read a fucking textbook. Call me what you want, but when it comes to the whole studying department, not exactly my forte. So I thought, why not focus on my looks? I can't control anything, but I can control my looks. I can control my body. I can control what I look like. Hence, why I have the person that I am looking in the mirror right now. I studied so much about nutrition. Ironically, I actually can study that's something i've discovered i just study a bunch of obscure knowledge that not many people think is going to be useful and i just have this very unique mindset about exercise about the then once i realized oh shit this eating disorder is actually kind of fucking up your teeth bethany you kind of feel a little sick hmm 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 Maybe, just, just maybe, you don't want to have a sore throat the rest of your life. Mm. That's a word. I'm good. I'm great. Some days. <laughs> all days I'm great, but all days I'm also sad. It's an up and down mixture. It's life. You can't control it. You can't predict it. It's just life. And... You know, your weight is 
fluctional, you know, like it goes up, it goes down. Some days in winter, like it usually goes up. In summer, when you're more active, it usually goes down. If you're super stressed out and you're having a stressful episode, obviously you're probably going to eat more or eat less depending on your mood and your personality and yada, 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 yada. There's so much to it. Don't care to explain it. But I'm going through a fluctuation right now where my weight is going up. Like, no shit, it's going up. You're actually eating more than 300 calories a day. Like, no fucking crap, Bethany. No fucking crap. But it's it's just, it's a weird thing when you look in the mirror and you don't recognize what you're used to recognizing and your pants start not fitting. And it's it's terrifying because there was something so unfortunately rewarding about being like oh my god I fit in kids clothes oh my god I go out and everyone wants to do the wrist check everyone wants to do the can they wrap two hands around one of my thighs like yes you can you can you can probably wrap one isn't that beautiful isn't that satisfying don't you like me now like, it's so sad. It's so sad. And I look back and I think, oh, my God, I remember being her. I remember being her. She thought she was the fattest human alive. And, bruh, she barely moved. And you could see every bone in her body. That's not normal. That's not, that's, that's not, no. Please no, please no. You were beautiful, Bethany. I love you, Bethany. You were absolutely gorgeous, but you were miserable. All you thought about 24-7 was food and your body. Your brain was so consumed, you couldn't have any other thoughts, which was kind of a blessing. But uh, it's I, I hate that a part of me still misses her. I hate that so much. And I stare at myself in the mirror. And I'm skinny. I'm skinny. I am the weight that most people would have killed to be at when they were 16. When they were in high school. And sometimes I see it. And my past self comes out to play. And wants to bite me in the ass. And go... You are so fucking fat. You're fucking ginormous. You're disgusting. Look, your body moved when you when you crouched your back? Your stomach had a roll? Oh my god! How could you be so human? That's disgusting! And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because... I knew my looks were going to matter a lot one day. I knew my looks were going to make or break me, get me in the door, be the route to my survival. I don't know why. I just, I always knew that. And I was right. (sighs) Maybe it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know. I don't really know. And now it's like freaking me out. It's, It's psyching me out because I don't know if people actually like me. I know for a fact a lot of them don't because I I, I know, I know, and I know I'm probably just the the hot new trophy 
to show off a little bit. Like, oh, look, look, she's hot. Yeah. It's such a weird mind fuck. And now I'm like, damn. Now it's just, I used to enjoy working out. After I, I've had a eating disorder since I was in fifth grade. On and off, on and off, but they never really go away, do they? And I'm used to people only caring about the superficiality. I'm used to people only wanting to be around me because of how I look, because of how I make them feel, not actually caring about me. And then you hear someone like fucking Dr. Orion Terrapin saying, oh, ladies, watch out. Your time is fleeting. No one's ever going to give a shit about you past 18. What a shitty fucking message. What a shitty fucking message. Because here I am, staring at myself in the mirror, thinking, holy fuck. I don't care about looks. I genuinely don't. I'd say my fatal flaw is finding the beauty in everyone. But what about the rest of humanity? And even if I were to find people who don't care about looks, what does that say about the rest of their personality? Because I also stand by the fact that, you know, people reflect inside and outside. And so it's like, if they are someone who is severely, severely, severely overweight and clearly hasn't gotten much attention throughout their life and doesn't really have the desire to get attention are we even going to be able to relate sure they may really accept me for who i am but they can't understand my experiences at all because i've gone through life in a fucking rat race trying to make myself so attractive and i know how to walk if i want to i can turn it on and off but if i want to i can be a chameleon I know exactly how to walk right. I know exactly how to charm. I know exactly how to talk. I know how to say all the right things. I know everything. I don't know everything, obviously. But I know so much about men. I know so much about women. I know so much how to weave myself perfectly into a perfectly good conversation and fit in perfectly. I just farted. (laughs) But all of that And I love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. But I've done it to survive. Or is that just what I'm telling myself? No, I've actually very much fucking done it to survive. But how many people are there when I'm (laughs) using my blanket as a toilet paper? Because I'm feel too sick to get up and quite frankly i ran out of toilet paper so there's really no point and i've been using paper towel so i'm just gonna use this blanket that i found and blow my nose into it (laughs) and i'm gonna look wake up some days with the most atrocious breath and snot all over me and i'm not gonna be pretty anymore and one day i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna have wrinkles on me what do you do then Do guys only care about looks? Is that all we are? And I know, I know, I do not care about a man's approval. I really don't, and I'm very grateful I've gotten to the point in my life because there was 
a serious phase in my life. And by serious phase, I mean from kindergarten all the way up through senior year (laughs) where I needed someone. It wasn't just a little, oh, you know, like, no, 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 no. I would fall so deeply for someone. I'm not entirely sure why, but I would, and I'd become super blind. And I just wanted someone who loved me. I just wanted someone who loved me. I, growing up, I was super into Disney princesses. Ironically, not the princess or the frog, the princess and the frog or Pocahontas because they taught very demonic things. And it was just a very inappropriate show for a child to be watching. But I could watch The Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. Do the math. Do the math. So funny but ironically i couldn't really watch harry potter either until i became like in, like uh, in freshman year i think it was freshman year that was such a random off-topic thing to say <laughs> because now now i make a living off of my looks now i survive off of my looks if i don't have my looks i don't fucking pay my rent <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. And then it spirals me into more shame, which makes me want to work out less, which makes me, and I just, I just don't feel good anymore. And I want to feel good again. And I do. I do. I love myself. I, but then when it's actually happening, it's hard for your brain not to go into full blown panic attack mode. I guess now it's less so of me caring if I gain weight. It's more so of just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's such a mental trap to fall into. And that's why I say being pretty does not make your life better. Being pretty will not solve your problems. Being pretty, in my opinion, yes, it opens a lot of doors. A lot of doors. And some of those doors are doors that I don't know if I was ready for. And I think that's an interesting pill to swallow. And I think that's why it's so important for people not to think that that's the most important thing. To think that that's the goal they have to strive. You don't have to look like the next whatever the fuck you want to look up to. Whatever pretty girl you romanticize or whatever pretty boy you romanticize. You have no idea what they're going through. You have no idea on the type of person that they are. We're all just fucking people. Whether you're societally pretty or societally ugly, we're all just fucking people. I added so many random voiceovers and I have no idea how this turned out. And quite frankly, I don't feel like listening to it again because I spent like an hour doing this and I love doing this. So just subscribe. Just subscribe. Or don't. I'm not forcing you to do anything, but you look like a little bitch. But if you want to be a little bitch, that's okay too. Be a little bitch. Own it.